Welcome to HeCast, the uh, official podcast of He Changed It. Very, very happy to have you join us today. Very happy to have the guest that I have. Uh, do I call you Colin Cutler or do I call you, should I call you Colin Cutler? Yeah, I've kind of just used Colin Cutler. I have anything like where I'm on video or podcast. It's okay. just kind of like a personality. Okay. Yeah. So so let me ask you this, because um, Colin Cutler is your pro wrestling name. You're a mm -hmm. pro wrestler. Uh, as well as a manager of a YMCA mm -hmm. um, and a personal trainer mm -hmm. and an all-around good guy, sure. um, you know, depending on who you ask. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, uh, you go by your wrestling name whenever a video camera is on you. I think it started with the Meat Market podcast, okay, right? because it was a wrestling podcast. Why was it called the Meat Market? To tell our viewers why. Yeah, so the, well, it's weird telling you like you don't know it, but... <laughs> the character that I'm um, portraying right now is Cougar Meat. So we've been doing that since 2013. Cougar Meat. Cougar Meat. Okay. So that was something that kind of developed um, from a silly conversation about getting a shirt at a club that would say Cougar Meat and just wearing it at the club. Okay. And then Kyle's brilliance kind of like saw it as a, a wrestling gimmick, which we call them. So, so yeah, you and your tag team partner are Cougar Meat. Yeah. So it was a tag team and it was more me than the other ones I had right. done in the past, right? The other ones were a little bit more cartoony and yeah. it was a bit more of a stretch. This is just kind of me ramped up to 11. And it's a way of, because I work for a YMCA, so I'm very kind to people and it's just the culture there, sure. right? Sure, So this is my way of like getting all those little things you want to do and say and amplifying it up. And when I'm done after a weekend of wrestling, it's like the volume is turned down okay. on life. And I yep. can go back to being like the nice, kind, kumbaya, YMCA <laughs> type person. So I think I kept that for the podcast, even through World of Grey that you and me started yep. a couple of years ago, just because... Not all the topics are really serious. Some of them right. get really silly or philosophical. So sometimes I bring a little bit of that character in and sure. it's not necessarily how I would actually act in everyday life, yep. but it gives me a little bit of a like mask to wear, right? It's so like a I switch can, for the performer to turn on. Yeah. And it makes it a little, little easier for me to not get like nervous or um, camera shy or whatever. Right? You know, it's funny you talk about uh, your tag team name was Cougar Meat. You are when you're wrestling as a single um, all over Western Canada and, and, and beyond uh, is is the Cougar Meat Kid. Mm -hmm. um, we know maybe what that's referring to. I guess let's uh, let's 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 confirm that. Yeah, it's a younger, you know, uh, good looking, thin guy um, looking for older women. Well, and, no, actually, that's uh, wrong. Okay. What, no. So the character, that's where everyone gets gets it wrong. Okay, right. OK. Because that would be a Cougar Hunter. And that's oh, so funny because okay. we're trying to portray it. And even the theme song that we have has a little bit of a line saying like, as long as you're legal, right? Like we're like Cougar Meat is actually looking for girls that are closer to their age or younger, right? Okay. But Cougar Meat is that the Cougars come after us. We, no, it's not our fault, right? They want to meet They come after you us. We're the meat. You're the meat. We're the they meat, wanna, right? They, they come meet. after us. Okay. But it's funny that you say that because that's, everyone makes that jump, right? Okay. Like I love Cougars, so I want to be a part of the team. And right. like, that's not what we're going for. But So, so, um. Funny and original, mm -hmm. to say the least. Let me ask you this, because uh, you're you and I you, you alluded to the fact that we have a another podcast called The World mm -hmm. of Grey, and um, you and I have known each other for a long time, uh, over a decade now, I think, mm -hmm. and 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 uh, gotten closer and closer throughout those times. Mm -hmm. um, so we have seen around us the culture shifting. The whole mm -hmm. reason that he changed it is 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 here is because that culture has shifted so much that yeah. there is a necessity um, to help 
catch people up and get people on the same page and get people together and figure things out. Right. Mm-hmm. And the culture has completely changed. You and I are, uh, are armchair philosophers and we've talked about a lot of these right. things now. So pertaining to your character name and your tag team, have um, you looked at any of the antics or things that have were acceptable when you came up with that funny idea and they are, you'd kind of look at it and go, yeah, today I probably wouldn't do that because of how much mm-hmm. the culture has shifted or have you been able to uh, negate those waves? Yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, that toxic, you're talking about the wrestling community. Yeah, well, or, or the wrestling community or just like, you know, you don't come into to the Y on a Monday morning after wrestling uh, mm-hmm. all weekend and, uh, and, and somebody saying, hey, who's that offensive manager you got in there? Because he's, yeah. you know, uh, like you haven't ever had that happen, right? Yeah, but I think it's really important to distinguish what we're talking about, right? Sure. And so this is a big reason why I started World of Grey for both sides, yes. right? Because, and I had this idea for, it wasn't, I didn't have the idea for the name, but I had this idea before you and me had ever sat down with mics in front of us yep. when we, when I was doing the Meat Market podcast, you came on as a wrestling promoter yes. and we had really good chemistry. And yes. this idea I had was brewing for a while because around 2015-ish, yep. uh, with all these algorithms and social media and with this like tweeting culture that we had yeah. you see and trump like trump is so i'm not like a i'm not gonna shout about all these anti-trump things all the time like no, I think no, there's no. a lot of gray area there too but but the polarization but the polarization the that come forward that is yeah. so polarizing yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he yeah. really amplifies it through his uh platform on twitter being sure. the president right yeah and so we start seeing these real black and white divisional lines where people aren't even having any critical thought to the topic at hand they're just picking a team Right. Mm-hmm. Republican, Democrat, mm-hmm. left, right. Mm-hmm. And it's slowly. Apple. Yeah, it's slowly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, brands, right? Brands. Coke, oh. Pepsi. And a lot of these little nuances within the conversation that are really important, in my opinion, were yep. just being lost. Right. And then you factor in things like memes mm-hmm. where you don't actually have to come up with your own. Uh, ide- ideology you just have to go yeah that makes sense to me well mm-hmm. it's supposed to make sense to you it's it's worded in a way so that the point they're trying to get you just if you don't think about it think about the nuance within that yeah. you're just like yeah i agree share yeah right so we've lost that ability to take a step back and critically think about the topic at hand and the bigger picture of us spreading that misinformation around or or skewed narrative right because it's not always just fake news because no. that that's even uh, a left or um a black and white argument as well right yeah. it's fake news well maybe it's not fake news but it's only got little uh, granules truths in it right yeah and so so it's really like, what is the bigger narrative that's trying to be pushed here? And like, who's trying to manipulate this narrative? Who's benefiting from it? Right. Yes. So we finally landed on the name World of Grey with, mm-hmm. you know, you and me sitting. We had a few meetings about it. Yeah. And that's really what the podcast is is about. And like you said, we're not experts in anything. No. But I think that's what frustrates but we are, me. We are um, very observant as the culture shifts around us. And so that's where I'm, I'm very curious about that, that cougar meat thing. Like you know, uh, because it has changed so much and it has become so team oriented as you, as you said, and, and there are so many people. And and then um, add to that, the outrage culture, Mm -hmm. which we've also talked about. And so somebody who's on team cougar meat is offensive. I am now outraged. Let's all be outraged together. Has that happened to you at all? Or have you, has your radar gone off that it Mm -hmm. potentially could, or are you still pretty confident in the little brand that you Mm -hmm. built there? Yeah, that's a really good question. So, I mean, if we're talking about the 
toxic wrestling culture. That's really like the last week that this has really been coming to light and in the pro wrestling world, in the pro wrestling world, right? With um, um, I forget what the hashtag is. It's like shout out loud or something like that. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Um, I I I knew there was a hashtag. Yeah, and I'm trying to follow it more because like I had no idea all these allegations were even coming out in the wrestling world. Yeah, but when it comes to the character, the character was always an innocent little like to a degree yes it's vulgar right it's like grinding in people's faces but i never like touched anyone inappropriately like i wasn't going around groping girls right of course not and it was always i'm saying the topic or the 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 the, the, um the connotations it brings up just hearing the name but i think anyone that's experienced the cougar me character would just wouldn't put it in that same realm right like i've never had anyone message me after a show and say it was offensive no, maybe once, <laughs> like maybe who knows? Like, I'm sure I've offended somebody, um, but that's not the atten- intention of that that character. No, honestly, the character was developed for the soccer moms that were going to these family friendly shows that me and Kyle knew were sitting in there going, yeah, like they were just getting through. <laughs> and then we would come out and they'd be like, all right, it's not so bad. Right. <laughs> like, that's really what that character was geared towards. It was fun. It was something for those moms to get up and like act a little crazy it's like girls going to the strip club right it's just a fun night out so okay let me ask you this you some obviously that worked Mm -hmm. to a degree because Mm -hmm. women engaged with it and they went for that was there ever a woman who was still just doing this and you guys played with that a little bit so you get you get one of (laughs) one or the other right okay you get the ones that are really into it and usually with somebody so then the guy is the target right say i'm if i'm Uh, a heel right i'm a bad guy right sure so now the boyfriend's the target so I'll, i'll you know do my thing in front of her so he's like the hottest girl with the biggest boyfriend. That's what you would want to go to, right? Okay. Get the heat on him. Yep. Or it's people that are just pretending like they don't, they're not into it. Right. And yeah. I'm going to pick on them too, because I'm trying to get some sort of emotion out of them. Right. Even if they're screaming in my face, I'll take that emotion. Right. Like Man. that's, that's my job. But we've had people, cause it's kind of like, uh, it blurs the lines of sexuality. Right. Mm-hmm. Which has always been my favorite part of that character because me calling Paul Mir the person, I am so open to people being open with their sexuality, right? Everyone has the right to express themselves in their own genuine um, way, right? Everybody, none of us should hold anybody back. So I'm, you know, love is love. Sure. So Cougar Meat always kind of blurred the lines. You weren't kind of sure where they're sexual. I would shake it in front of guys that were kind of reactive, whatever, right? We did um, Glam Slam, which had a lot of transgenders and homosexuals. And I did a promo line where I said, Cougar Meat caters to any and all sexual orientations. Right. Huge <laughs> reaction, right? And I always liked that. But on the flip side of that, you get people that aren't as open as Colin Palmer might be, and they get quite vocal about the gimmick, saying very derogative things. And one guy was screaming behind the barricade so close to me and very like derogatory things that you just don't say. And it like, I kind of broke character for a second. I was like, dude, like that's not okay. (laughs) You need to to, dial back. So it's interesting. Pro wrestling is interesting because you start to see the all different types of people that come out and when they are have the ability to just express themselves because that's what wrestling is come pay a ticket and you can express yourself however you want some of it's uh it's pretty interesting to see uh, what people think is appropriate well no kidding um one thing that you and i both are fans of is stand-up and we're fans of pro wrestling Mm. and i i look at the stand-up world we talk about how the culture is changing around Mm. us and all that and i look at stand-ups who used to even even the culture of 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 stand-ups playing colleges yeah and now how many are refusing to because of mm-hmm. that outrage culture and reactions mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Do you think the pro wrestling world is not having um, 
do you think the pro wrestling world is ever going to have the same issue? Or do you think that because um, it can pivot almost easier where you can have things like that that are more uh, tolerant and, and messages of that? Can, can the wrestling industry evolve or is it going to be antiquated uh, due to this outrage culture, do you think? Yeah, this is a tough one, right? And this is like where you and me talk about how we're not the experts. So no. we can have an opinion, but there are... But you are a very seasoned mm-hmm. indie pro wrestler. You've seen a lot of change. Mm-hmm. You've, you've had um, so many matches. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've been doing this over a decade, right? Yep. Yeah. 13, I mean, 13, 13 years. years. You're a trainer. Mm-hmm. You train people how to do this. You've got a great opinion on this because yep. um, what WWE is doing is, you know, this is a massive worldwide brand. You know, WrestleMania is is, is one of the biggest uh, attractions uh, on the calendar in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have gone to a very squeaky clean, in many ways, uh, presentation now. Mm-hmm. They've really done a, done, a, done a 180 from where they were at one time. On the indie scene, it's not so much like that. Mm-hmm. And so you have a very... Um, uh, I think you have an expertise. This is maybe one area where you actually have an expert expert opinion on yeah. other than physical fitness. Maybe um, you do have one. And yeah. so I'm, I'm curious to see if, if that's our other art forms going to going to change because of this culture. I mean, we're seeing the writing on TV. Yeah. Is it hitting pro wrestling? So I just want to like tread lightly in how I sure. go about this, because even though, yes, I've been around wrestling for 13 years and I feel like I do have some expertise in it, but that doesn't mean that my opinion on this specific topic within the realm of pro wrestling that we're talking about is yeah. necessarily correct. How do you correct. see it? That's all it is. Uh, but I will say, in my opinion, it's very similar to stand-up comedy. And so we have to really start defining what we're talking about okay because the issues we're having in pro wrestling have nothing to do with the storytelling and the art of professional wrestling the problem is the culture of being on the road drugs alcohol not being at home be and then the culture over time has gotten very lax with how they treat women so it's the real life stuff it's the real life stuff within the world of professional wrestling that's where the spotlight that's under the microscope that's right a now. really interesting opinion but you're correct a lot of times when we have this pc culture shift yep. which i'm a big believer is a very good thing i had a completely different point of view of this like four years ago okay so you've evolved in your opinion when, to, it, comes, when it comes to pc yeah when it comes to culture. pc culture because i was all of it or do you think it still can uh, go too world far gray, 100%, okay. right? world gray. 100 percent. Right. Right. anything can go too that's far. our shorthand this, world is the, gray. this is the black and white culture we're talking about yes. anything can go too far right any one topic hundred percent. Everything has extremes, right? right? But I feel that PC culture is messy. The change is messy. So as soon as something gets brought to light and it's under that microscope, you have one side of the aisle that's screaming out loud and the other one has to then defend it. Or maybe they go too far as well. Okay. And over time, we learn as a collective yeah. what is okay and what is not okay to move forward. Yes. But it takes a long time. A really good example of this is... There was a whole group of people on Facebook uh, that were saying how offensive Seinfeld is. Okay. Like now, like last year. Okay. So you're offended about a show in the early 90s, but it's a completely different culture. Yes. That's where the culture was. First of all, also Seinfeld was supposed to be offensive. Of course it was. <laughs> like, do you understand the point of that Larry show? David, the creator of right. Curb Your Enthusiasm, they was were t- the main writer. And they, they were terrible people. Absolutely were terrible point. people. Yes, that's what the show was about. But you're getting offended about things that were said in an era where that was just the culture. Is it right? No. If you watch Cheers, there's an episode Absolutely. where Sam and Diane are slapping each other yep. back and forth. And yep. he's the protagonist, yep. right? Clint Eastwood back in the day. Sure. The protagonist used to slap women. That's 100% not okay 
okay, you're not going to see that now. No. But we can't, like, we're wait. It's a waste of energy to start bringing this stuff for him and be like, what are you going to do? Ban Seinfeld? Yeah. Like, so is this maybe, where we're at? I mean, I, I hope not. So, I, and this is like where we get into the cancel culture as well, right. which is becoming really predominant. Yeah. So I think PC culture is a, is a great thing, especially when we look at things like the Me Too movement, Me Too movement right? Figuring out what is okay and what is not okay. Yeah. And not even to the extremes, even just the little things that yeah. we as men may have said and been like, oh yeah, you're right, that's not okay. It's the those of us that dig our heels in and aren't willing to be malleable and change. Right. That's the issue. And that's where the podcast comes in. And that's where a lot of my frustrations and where a lot of my mental health drops have always come from. Right. Is seeing all this uh, uh, intolerance and ignorance. Right. Without any critique of oneself. Okay, if I could do a little brand yeah. recognition right now before we get to your mental health, I want to get to your mental mm -hmm. health. I want to move there next. But before I do, I'm going to do a little bit of a, a kind of brand self-recognition here mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, I think that's the reason why he changed it exists mm -hmm. is, is because um, you've got two groups screaming at the top of their lungs. Well, it's almost like violent protest. I, I agree. Violent protest. Um, even though I am not the guy to do violent, uh, violence, not the right word, very ruckus protest, mm -hmm. like outraged protest. OK, I think in the 60s, um, I think that there was a surge and then that surge, um, the 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 antics of that surge kind of dialed away. Mm. And then you had other groups that came to the surface and started the dialogue. But if it wasn't for the extreme, that conversation wouldn't have happened at all. Mm. We're talking about Me Too right now mm -hmm. in a way that I think is extremely measured and non-threatening. Mm. Many men have felt threatened by Me Too mm. because they remember their past. But if you frame it in a way where it's like, hey, let's have both sides come together mm. and maybe um, take notes mm. about what's appropriate and what's not and what's happened in the past and what shouldn't and what has happened in the past and we'd like it to happen to stay happening. Mm. Um, that's a very measured response. I don't think it would have happened if the big me too um, shark came out of the water and mm. started eating. Mm. Um, and so I, I just think that that's why he changed it exists. Uh, again, I speak for he changed it, but based on what Mike Chisholm's view of he changed it is, I'm not uh, just to disclaim what I'm saying. I'm not speaking um, from the company. He changed its point of view. That's just mm. my, uh, that's my vision within he changed it. I think it's good for us to take inventory both sides of whatever issue that we're doing and then come up with a compromise in the middle. Yeah, I think with what we're talking about here, a lot of it starts with our own self-realization or the ability to take time to become aware. Yeah, become aware and be really critical about ourselves because sure. we have to understand our own biology. We have to understand that when something like the Me Too, movement, Me Too movement happens and you have men that have done some things that are maybe not like to the degree of embarrassing yeah, to say the least that are within that realm. Yes. Well, our natural, it of themselves. our natural response is to be defensive yes. because it's a survival mechanism. We don't want to do something wrong within the in group because then we are in the out group and that affects our survival. Yes. We live in a very different world now where survival is much easier, but we still have that amygdala, that lizard brain, mm. that reactionary part of us. Yeah. And some of us don't let it get to the prefrontal cortex. We just keep it at the amygdala yeah. and we go on social media because that's really like the aggression outlet right now instead yeah. of going out to the bars and fighting people we just go on twitter and uh tweet well, things and all you know what? I, the way i look at i look at it a little differently back in the day when maybe we were growing up you had the jock and, and we everybody had that job but not just that jock but that asshole jock mm. like that fucker that would beat kids up for just mm. for the sake of doing it because mm. he was gifted with with those things like that attitude 
I think that intellectually, when the keyboard and the internet showed up, I think intellectually, there were intellectual people who wanted to uh, be a part of that mm -hmm. and they wanted to do it in their way and they could use their words to do that. Um, but it's always been a part of our culture. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, it's talking about it and bringing things like that to light, like you said earlier, that's where um, true compromise can happen. That's where true learning can happen. I agree that these conversations are important. Obviously, that's what we talk about on Roll the Gray. Yeah. However, if you don't start with trying to change your own ability to critically think through these things, instead of just being reactionary and emotional, yeah. these conversations are never going to go anywhere. You're right. Right. So if we're always just being defensive, one thing that I've tried really hard to teach myself over the last like six years, mm -hmm. I've been working on this is when you get into these black and white arguments is to stop thinking about it. Do this in relationships. It's brilliant. <laughs> stop <laughs> looking at it as uh, like your argument and their argument and just pull yourself back and look at it as argument A and argument B. Empathy is a huge component to this yeah. because you have to see it from both sides. God, you got to be aware and to be then, empathetic, don't you? You got to be really hyper aware to be empathetic totally, in a situation right? like that. And yeah, so either seeing it from their point of view yeah. or just seeing it as two arguments yeah. and then just start kind of looking at the facts and kind of like, you know, picking apart each an individual thing. You got to put down your rocks to, come, to do that. You yeah. got to, and yeah. So very rarely if two people dig their heels, is, are either of you right? You're probably both wrong and right in some way. And that's why I believe that these conversations through podcasts are just going out to a bar and having a few beers. Mm -hmm. And that's why I like deep thinking. And some people don't like that. Some people don't like to talk about like politics and sure. computer simulation theory while they're at the bar <laughs> trying to relax. Right. So that's a big reason why I have... I've been trying to build this platform because these are, it's important for my mental health to have intellectual conversations or have meaningful conversations or some sort of conversation that helps people grow. But I think they're more, they're important to do them face to face where you can see, you know, facial reactions sure. and see someone's genuine intent instead of just arguing on a keyboard because anyone can take five minutes to Google stuff to like find their confirmation, confirmation biased point yes. and then put it out. And then it's all you're doing. You're just putting these confirmation, confirmation biasy points and no one's listening. No. To, you might as well just yell at this wall here yeah. because no, nothing's going to change and no one's going to change their opinion. And I get sucked into them all the time. And I even say them in the middle of the argument. I'll be like, I don't know why I'm doing this on social media because I know yeah, no one's yeah. here's going to change their mind. No. And, and I think that um, again, another reaction uh why he changed his being built is is the reaction to social media it's because there is all of that it's so easy to get triggered i mean you used to use that that buzzword that everyone seems to be using these days um by what people will say and, and like you say they're living in the echo chamber they're when they're biased towards something that echo chamber it's coming back at them in every direction because of the way that uh, these algorithms work and it's 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 driving us crazy and 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 uh mental health um in my opinion, I'm really grateful for this, that uh, mental health has never in my life been as um, on the forefront uh, as it has now. People are talking about their mental health um, in ways that they never have. And, and a favorite word of yours and mine is vulnerability. Right. And uh, Brene Brown. Brene Brown, Love baby. Brene I'm a Brown. big, big fan. Big fan. I would buy that. I'd buy that woman a whiskey. I believe that she would drink whiskey. I don't know if that's true or not, yeah. but I like to think that she was. Bourbon, was. maybe? Bourbon, maybe. Yep, yeah, absolutely. I would like to think that. Um, we're fans of being vulnerable. And uh, you talk about well, relationships. I'm not a fan of being vulnerable. Let's get that out of the we're, way we're right fans now. <laughs> of, we're fans that, of, the, um, of the amazing progress yes. that vulnerability brings with it. Yeah. And you I feel believe, better in the end. I believe it's important and it's worth yes. it. And it's worth it to be vulnerable. And it's worth it to I seek out it your easy. friends. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I don't enjoy it. Nobody likes scraping their knees in the arena, right? Nobody no. likes falling down in the arena. But 
It's but important. sometimes being vulnerable can be also just listening too, though, can't it? Can't it just be that uh, mm-hmm. that awareness that you were talking about? Like, aren't you sort of being vulnerable if you have put down your stones and are mm-hmm. actually listening or reading the signs on the other side and taking it mm-hmm. in? Isn't that vulnerability? Trying to grow. So you're listening to try to grow. That's so, not easy sometimes. Because it's, it's dropping just, the ego. Sure. Ego is the hardest thing. to. Ego is, I always say it's that peg in the ground that everything else in your life swirls around. Yeah. It's that it's that ego and it's our point of reference to everything. And it's really hard once we because your brain wants to keep when you form an opinion. Yeah. When you finally go, yeah, that's my opinion. Yes. And you tweet it out. Yes. It's really hard to change. That's a part of the brain. Yeah. It, it takes a long time for an opinion to change. So it has to be challenged quite rigorously. But once you formed, it, it's really hard to change, especially as you get older. Right. When people are in their 60s, 70s, they're set in their ways. You ever see Kevin Smith's movie Dogma? No. Talks about religion that way. And okay. uh, it's, it's, it's a. Um, there's a line in that movie where uh, Chris rocks in that movie and he plays a character called Rufus. He was supposedly the 13th apostle mm. and it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's satire. Right. Um, and uh, he says, uh, he says to somebody, you know, um, beliefs, uh, beliefs are terrible or whatever. And he's like, what? What do you mean beliefs are terrible? He goes, I don't know. I just think it's better to have ideas. Mm. An idea is easy to change. A belief is very, very tricky. People die for it. People kill yeah. for it. Like, and, 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 but just having ideas means that um, you're right there you're open to evolving. And many times yeah. the, the other way is not. I think that's what humans are meant to do. Yeah. They're meant to work together and be a collective. And we have some competition in us. I'm a, And I could be wrong. I'm a believer that we are meant to be more of a collective than we are to be competitive because it's um, uh, survival of the fittest, right? Yeah. Charles Darwin. Yeah. And there's a lot as an activist, I really like Peter Joseph. I mentioned him in pretty much every podcast, yep. but he talks about how that paper has really been bastardized, right? Because survival of the fittest was not one human over another, one lion over another. It was a species ability to adapt and survive over its environment together as a collective. It was not talking about being the top dog in right. any, any one thing. We've taken that and rolled with it and the propaganda comes out that we have to be this competitive culture. And right. I'm not getting into like capitalism or anything, like that's a whole different thing. But <laughs> this ideology that we have to be hyper competitive. What's the first thing you teach your kids when they, they have the cognitive ability to learn stuff? Share, learn mm-hmm. to share, mm-hmm. gotta make sure you share. Mm-hmm. Why? What part of adulthood tells you you need to share? That's an interesting question, right? Like That's why? <laughs> like if we, but are, in that we're te- aren't we teaching them not to be dicks? But but then we have a whole culture built around being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> so well, it's just so for me, I think that's an interesting point of view. When you get stuck in these ways for so long, mm-hmm. and I, I think it is changing. I think it's it's definitely that we have more like Elon Musk is doing some of this, right? More sure. open source. Instead of intellectual property, it's more open source. Yep. But could you imagine instead of having intellectual property, if just everything was open source in blockchain technology? Absolutely. Do you know how fast technology would Everything grow? would develop. The whole, could, yeah, culture would develop. Everything, prosperity would develop because it would be equalized and yeah. money wouldn't be the driving force. And hey. But I'm not getting into capitalism either. Yeah, I just, maybe we shouldn't know. get into the because I have a whole like. <laughs> well, okay. And I do. I do. But. Okay. So we're going to PS that now. Turn that, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up because we've only got a couple minutes left. I want to talk about mental health. Um, mm. We're gonna and we're gonna do that, and maybe what we'll do is we're gonna tease another podcast that we're gonna do where we dive into your mental health. People mm-hmm. know you a little bit now, yeah. And they um, and so we'll we'll tease that in a second. But before we do, uh, we're not gonna talk about capitalism. Mm-hmm. Do a plug for the world of great podcast. Tell people where they can find it, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is the kind of stuff we talk about because we were just about to delve down a world of gray rabbit hole we didn't and we're going to finish with mental health but um yeah so plug the world of gray where can people find it and uh and then i'll ask you about your mental health and we'll 
finish up for today. today. Yeah, so the World of Great Podcast or WOG Podcast, it's just on Facebook and YouTube right now. YouTube, we're starting to break it into clips. We were putting it on both, but the long form on YouTube, it's hard to get views because you have people have to watch at least 50% to count as one view. And I don't, people don't have to watch the whole podcast. Right. Skip so, through some stuff. Just so. watch some clips. We're, I'm not here to make everyone change their whole reality. I just want no. people to listen to it and go, all right. We spend time live uh, with people on Sunday morning and it's a lot mm. of fun. Um, some people say it's like kind of going like, it's kind of like going to church, uh, which mm. is very cool. Nobody's worshiping anything, but it is the insight that I think that they're referring to. Well, in a um, small community, but a loyal community, a yeah. community that this is what they want. Like we talked about, they want to have more meaningful conversation. They want to learn some stuff. So you can find it on Facebook. There is a little bit of clips on YouTube. We do it every Sunday. Starts at 11 it's o'clock. It's WOG podcast on Facebook, yeah, right? Uh, World of Great podcast World of Great on podcast. Facebook, but hashtag WOG, you can find it. We have topics where we research a lot and we have a lot of facts and then we have ones where we don't research anything and we talk about philosophy we talk yep. about computer simulation we ended up down a three platform rabbit hole of the rutland uh supportive housing which we knew nothing about someone asked yep. us to research it yep. and we got sucked into doing three different platforms because everyone was calling me uneducated and because they were building a wet shelter in a residential neighborhood mm -hmm. and there was an outrage surrounding that so we got into that yeah significantly. and just the misinformation yeah. and the hypocrisy sure. and people were slowing down taking pictures of homeless people like just silly stuff so yeah. people don't stop and think and when something just gets silly i just feel like i have to call it out for my own mental health so. and and that's what we do on there we mm -hmm. do um we do call stuff out and uh, and it's it's also a reflection of what's going on in the culture. Um, speaking of what's going on. So you just uh, you just ended a pretty significant relationship. Yeah. You just, so you just had a big breakup. Yeah. So I will say, yeah, I have. So I was with someone I was engaged, actually, and I was with this uh, woman for seven years. Uh, it ended kind of blindsided me because it was not my decision. Yeah. For the best, definitely. I'm starting to see that now, but it's only been three months, so it's really hard. It's probably it's been three months, and you're now starting months. to see that it it was for the best. Yeah, so it's a really good book. My boss at the YMCA gave me right at this time. She went some through something similar called Option B, and it's about a woman who works for Facebook whose husband dies at like 50. And it talks about grief. So I'm over the acute grief stage. So that's that dread. Every the world is ending. Um, so the world isn't ending, but you thought it would. Well, they would grief stages of grief. They don't. They're they're a back and forth. It's not perfect, right? I have good days. I have bad days. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can, going to counseling. I'm on medication, and I'm okay with it. I'm proud of myself for doing that. And we're not going to talk mo more about that now. That we're mm -hmm. going to talk about. We're going to dive into that the next time we 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 talk. Mm -hmm. um, but it's good to establish a rapport and, and beforehand. Um, and and when it comes to uh, going through this epic event in your life mm -hmm. um, and your mental health is challenged. Your mental health has had challenges in the past from mm -hmm. other things as well, right? Mm -hmm. And going back mm -hmm. and you are vulnerable and open to talking about those things. Yeah. So if we split my life in half, yeah. half my life I spent in a very negative, unproductive way of thinking within mental health, blocked a lot of stuff out. We can get into that. And it wasn't until I was about 26 where I had some other uh, incident happened and I started working on it. So if I hadn't gone through all of that and started to work on that mental health a few years ago, mm -hmm. this would have been a lot harder for me to deal with, but I had already built a little bit of a foundation of like, okay, I'm not okay, but what do I need to do to be okay, to pull myself out of this? Yeah. 
and it's messy and it's definitely not perfect and it requires a lot of support and requires a lot of self-reflection and there's anger and then there's sure. blame on yourself and the other person yeah. and it's those other stages of grief mm -hmm. are real yeah but you need to understand it's okay yeah. and that's the hardest thing for me to ever tell myself is that it's okay for me to feel this way because I am my own worst critic, as we probably all are. Yeah. But I blamed myself for everything, and it's really taken a lot of support from the people around me, you, Candy, people that are closest to me, friends that forced it out of me. When yeah. I just wanted to hide in yeah. my room and not come out, I had uh, Sergio and Alex, two of my best friends, they pulled me out and they forced me to talk about it. And if it wasn't for all the people around, I'm going to get emotional. Things. No, it's, it's okay. If it wasn't, no, no, we're, gonna, we're just teasing yeah. that you're going to get emotional next time. If it wasn't for the people around me, yes, I wouldn't have been able to get through this. And my last birthday, which was in May, was right in the middle of this stuff. And it was a hard day. And I decided instead of being negative, I'm going to write a gratitude post on Facebook. Look it was 1145 at night. It, I didn't post it till about 1245 at night. It took me an hour because... It just brought out everything and I just sobbed like a baby. And when I posted, I was still a mess. And then Sergio and Alex called me because I mentioned them in it and I couldn't even talk. And it's actually kind of funny because like it's just like dead silence <laughs> for a minute. Uh, but that's the thing is post. you have to seek out help and you mm -hmm. can't do it alone. You just can't. Not if it's it to that degree. And if you don't try to get help, it's it's never going to get better. And we we know like the statistic you talked about in the intro, we know how it ends up if we don't work on it. Yeah. Um, man, uh, I'm going to finish, uh, talking about something that you, you spoke about 20 paragraphs ago. And it was, it was that, um, because you've gone through stuff and you started on this journey, it made what you're going mm -hmm. through right now easier. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's people out there who are watching this. There are men who are in pain watching this. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, um, we want this to be as positive as a, as a, uh, uh, we want, he changed it to be as experience, uh, as positive an experience mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. But, um, there's a lot of guys who are here that are in pain. They're mm -hmm. living quiet lives of desperation. Mm -hmm. And w for you to say, you know what, going through this, Hey, whatever guys you're going, whatever you guys are going through, um, this is building you a skill that will help you go through shit in the future. And, 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 and many times guys are logical and like the idea of that. It's like, you know what, you're going through this shit right now, but this, it, it gets better. Mm -hmm. You know, if I can borrow that phrase, it gets better. And not only that, um, you will now have another skill that you don't have at that point. And mm -hmm. I think that, uh, that's a great place for us to end. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a good tease for the next episode. I uh, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for being, um, one of my best friends and uh, one of my favorite people on the planet. And I enjoy yeah. doing projects with you. And thank you for helping us out with this project. Well, thank you very much for having me. And yeah, we always have fun. So check out World of Grey. Yeah. It's not as refined as this podcast is probably <laughs> going to be. It's very much a back and forth. Uh, We're going to call it uh, waiting for my term time to talk. Yeah. My turn a, to talk. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and uh, yeah, that is absolutely sums it up so beautifully. Um, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. And you and Candy are doing really good work here, so you should be proud of yourselves. Thank you very, very mm -hmm. much. For uh, HeCast, I am Mike Chisholm.